0: You've tuned in to the Locum Story podcast, a place where we interview physicians, PAs, and NPs from all different specialties and backgrounds about their careers, tips for success, and of course, locum tenants. Learn more about locums at locumstory.com. Hi, I'm Chad Saley with with Locum Story, and welcome to the Locum Story podcast. As our name implies, our goal is to highlight stories of healthcare providers that work in locum tenants. Today, I'm happy to sit down with Ebony Time. Ebony is a certified nurse practitioner, a world traveler, and she also teaches other nurse practitioners how to become travelers. Ebony, thanks for uh, joining me today.
1: Hi, thank you for having me.
0: Absolutely. So just to to start, maybe uh, let's just start with a little bit about yourself. How long have you been an NP? What's kind of been your history working in the healthcare field?
1: Um, I've been an NT so far for two and a half years. Um, I'm a family medicine nurse practitioner. I graduated in 2018. However, I didn't start working quite away. I was a travel nurse for a year before I decided to take my first position in um, urgent care as an urgent care nurse practitioner. Um, so, so far that was my only staff position actually. Um, and I worked there for four months before becoming a locum. And traditionally, they say that you work like a few years, a couple of years until you actually feel comfortable being a, um, a locum tenant provider. Uh, that wasn't my case at all. Um, I kind of knew I wanted to be a locum from the time that I um, exited the school and it was just for me the learning process of becoming a locum. Um, I have urgent care background and I was a sole provider in urgent care so I learned everything that I needed to know by, know by myself after day two. <laughs> so, <laughs> wow. um, my first position was in um, primary care where I was trained as a primary care provider for six months. Um, I did chronic diseases. It was a, a unique kind of primary care. Um, I've done chronic diseases. So the typical hypertension, hyperlipidemia, hypothyroidism, diabetes. Um, and then I've also did transgender care as well. I've done infectious diseases, especially managing HIV and um, hepatitis B as well. And so I've been doing this for about 2.5 years already. So
0: that's great what um what made you decide that you wanted to jump into locums and traveling
1: well you know that's an interesting question so i always tell people that um when i was at my job fair at school um they there were there were tables lined up and you know some of them were like staff positions as nps and others were locums but i didn't know the name locums at that time right so found myself gaining more attraction into the tables that were like, you could travel, you could, we, we cover this, we cover that, you decide your own schedule, you are in control of how much you want to make and your flexibility, and so those tables attracted me more, but then I gave them my resume anyway, which now they're contacting me, but I gave them my resume, um, early when they were just like, well, you have to have at least a one year of experience. And so, um, I just kept it in the back burner that that opportunity was out there and I was kind of doing research on it, but it wasn't much research out there besides like maybe a couple of YouTubes, a couple of, uh, like companies that that have that says you know we we hire locums and it just wasn't as much resources out here that's why i'm so thankful for locum story i've been following you guys for a while now and i see the content that you guys produce in your blogs and so it was that i feel like it's super useful and so even though the content that like the the information was there it wasn't it wasn't in a compact form and to me that was kind of bothersome but um I had in the meantime with that in the back burner and before starting my NP position, I was a travel nurse, like I said, and I had um, done took like eight to nine trips that one year um, and took a couple of solo trips in that year as well. And I realized that although we have like the most flexible schedule as a locum it's probably not as conducive to other people's schedules. So I just learned how to travel by myself and be comfortable with traveling by myself internationally and in the States as well.
0: Oh, that's, um, it's true. You do have to kind of get used to, you know, being on your own and and fending for yourself a little bit. Um, before we get into more of kind of the, the the travel side of it, maybe talk a little bit about how Um, working as a locum has improved your skills clinically? Like, what have you learned from working in so many different places? Of
1: course. So I have predominantly urgent care background. I've done primary care as well but I realized that every single assignment that I've done so far is, is different. And it's different and it's based on the state that you work in and the demographics of people that you're dealing with as well. So I'm currently on an assignment right now in California and I cannot go a week without doing at least two sutures or some type of procedure or interpreting x-rays. Whereas when I was working a ton of assignments in New York, that wasn't the case. And I think a part of it was because New York's, uh, it has so many hospitals nearby that um, if a person has like a simple laceration Um, it's a big deal to them. So they'll go straight to the hospital for like treatment right away. Or if they feel like they have a a broken ankle or something, they'll rather go to the hospital because the x-ray results will tell them right away. And then like New York is like one of those states, like it's really the city that doesn't sleep. So they just want to know answers and then keep it moving. Um, California is a little bit different because where I work at, it's not rural, but it's not so many hospitals nearby. And so- Urgent care being that you can get seen right away and it won't take as long as um, to, to be in an emergency room, they they come to like our house, our sorry, our um clinic. And our clinic has ultrasound and x-ray as well. So limited resources in different um, companies that I've worked for. Determined how much I like, kind of knew and how much I was practicing. Um, I always tell people that it's like a, it's really every. Even though you might feel like, okay, I have a ton of experience in urgent care or a ton of experience in primary care, every, uh, every, every situation, every place is different based on demographics. I had patients that were Bangladesh and Bangladesh, I think that's what it is, <laughs> um, and they their care is a little bit different than maybe the Spanish population. So the population does matter as well. So it's all a learning experience and just knowing that you have support is huge and that you can ask questions is just, just amazing.
0: Oh, that's, that's great. You really get to see kind of a lot of different people and kind of on that topic of, of patients, what would you say, um, how does like kind of the continuity of care with patients work when you're working locums, when you're coming in someplace new or being in urgent care, does it feel similar where it's kind of a constant influx, whether you're in a permanent job or locum tenens, it feels the same? What's kind of been your experience?
1: So my experience is a little bit different because I am a sole provider and I've, I have started my nurse practitioner um, um, path as a solo provider to begin with. So it's not nothing new to me. And because of that, like for the most part, I'm always in the clinic on three days a week. And so my patients, they expect to see me maybe Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. And so the continuity of care happens that way because um, even though urgent care is a walk-in clinic, um, patients go to who they know will be there and who they know will provide support for them um, if they need it. And so I've had patients that were like, hey, when is it that you work? Because I wanna make sure if I have something or if something's going on, I can come to you. Um, so it's a little bit different with the continuity of care, but it's still, it's still very much present as a locum as well, I feel like, for me, at least my experience.
0: How long are your assignments usually?
1: I, everybody asks that. So I wanna put it out there for anybody that's listening and don't know anything about locums. You can be uh, in a locum assignment for one year, I mean, one month, two weeks, three weeks, up to years. I just like to put that out there because I think the impression that I give is that I'm always changing jobs, which isn't the case. So the longest assignment I've done was six months. This assignment will be six months as well, probably, probably up to nine months, probably for the rest of the year. But typically because I'm like, I travel and I um, work with hotels sometimes and things like that, um, my I don't do long term assignments. I kind of pick up per diems and kind of schedule it as if it's a full time and I'll pick up like they'll give me a month of availability and I'll be like, okay, I can work these three days this week, these three days, next week, these two days. But I also do telemedicine as well. So um, that's just how I do it. But this time I'm on a longer ex- assignment because um, I'm in a new part of California that I really, really like. I really like my job. Um, not enough to go permanent, but um, I just want to explore California more. I've been in New York and I've worked in all of the boroughs in New York. So I'm like, let me just explore California right now. So that's kind of how I do it.
0: Well, um, on that same note, so you get to California. What do you do knowing you're going to be there for six months? Like, How do you get to know your town and your community or Mm -hmm. what to go and see and do? Like, how do you, you're kind of dropped right down in the middle of a new place. What's your method for getting to know a new place? Uh,
1: So this applies for my assignments as well as traveling solo internationally. Um, I love to like, all right, for my assignments, they'll tell me um, I'm in Los Angeles. What I like to do is I like to use um, um, sites like Airbnb um, .com experiences cuz then you can see what to do um while you're out here viator.com is one of them as well that I like to do so I kind of like to do my research ahead of time so that I know um where like my surroundings where I'm going to be at I look up different restaurants, things to do, like on the weekends, especially. Um, And that's pretty much what I do. I think it's that I'm already at a level of comfortability. I travel with my dog as well. So it's just it works for me. But I feel like if I feel like people have to be comfortable, if you're comfortable, you can pretty much do everything. But if you're not as comfortable, then
0: that's a different story. How much um, when you're choosing your assignments and deciding where to go, how much does like the geographic location and things to do play into your decision versus the the clinical setting and the patient population? How do you kind of make those decisions?
1: That's a good question. So I love the sun and I love beaches. So that's a big factor when it comes to decision making. Um, In the sense of New York, it's different because that's home for me, Um, but I knew with the intent that if I come to California, I didn't want to be anywhere rural. Um, I knew that I wanted to be somewhere that I can go to the beach on my day off. Um, I love the sun, so um, that's pretty much how it, it plays a huge part for me, maybe 90%. Um, and if I do do an assignment, which is in a rural area, um, which I did that in New York, it's usually a shorter term assignment, maybe
0: two months, a month, yeah. That's great. Um, tell me a little bit about what motivates, it's one thing for you to be like, I'm, I'm traveling, I'm working locums, I love it. What made you take the step to I'm gonna create a traveling boot camp and I'm gonna teach other people how to how to do do this. How did that come about?
1: Yes, that's a good question. Oh my god, I think it was a reflection of my story because before like I said before I got into locums. I didn't even have as much information before. So I knew about it from the job fair. I looked up the information while I was still like working a staff position. But it's so hard to find the information in a condensed form. And I, at that time, didn't realize that, because I did travel nursing. Travel nursing, you are um, a W-2 employee. And I, at that time, didn't realize there was a difference between being a W-2 employee and an independent contractor. And so that, I took a major loss in my taxes my first year of being a locum, $30,000, and with no write-offs. And I've been like, I was actively using my, my, I didn't have a business card at that time either. I actually was using my debit card, just my regular personal. So I was mixing personal and business. And so that was, um failure number one. (laughs) Failure number two was like getting health insurance. I had, when I first started and my health insurance was cut off, I didn't know what to do about insurance. I didn't know anything about insurance. And, um, when I did get insurance from the marketplace, they said I made too much money in New York. It's almost like a thousand dollars, but I was like, I thought this was normal in my back, in the back of my head. So I was just like, okay, um, this is, this is normal. This is normal. Whatever. I'm, you know, I'm doing my own thing. I'm an independent contract. This is how it's supposed to work. Um, that was number two. Number three was not negotiating at all um, anything um, and knowing that, okay, if, I, if I'm not having locums cover some of my stuff, how can I negotiate my pay? And so I feel like the internet doesn't tell you that stuff right? It only tells you the basics of being a locum and how fun it is. But uh, some places might tell you a little bit about being an independent contractor, but not enough in a condensed form. So the idea of me creating this whole reverse course came from the fact that um, initially I never used to talk about my career. I don't know why I just used to talk about uh, traveling. People thought I wasn't working like, oh, this girl's probably unemployed or she's probably just getting paid to travel Well, I am getting paid to travel, but not in that sense. So, um, people, I started like slowly introducing like, Hey, I, 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 this is what I do. I'm a nurse practitioner. And one thing about me, I had to get over the fear of mixing, uh, my life outside of healthcare um, with with my life inside of healthcare. And I've noticed that I've worked assignments where people recognized me on Instagram. Like, oh, is, you're, you're the girl. And I had to get over that fear. So that was a part of the reason why I wasn't telling people I was a locum initially. And so when people are asking me, what is it that you do? What is it that you do and how I can do it? I didn't want them to make the same mistakes I did. So I can I literally from day one, 2019, I had started writing down the little bit of stuff that everybody needs to know when they first embarked their locum journey, <laughs> just so that they avoid the mistakes that I made.
0: Oh, it's, it's great. And it's great of you to kind of think of it that way and look at, man, I went through, the, you know, All this hard stuff, figuring out how to do this on my own. If I could make this easier for somebody else, Um, something that I liked about your your guide is uh, when you talk about um, kind of those three things: the establishing flexibility, financial freedom, and then living that luxury lifestyle. Tell me a little bit, maybe about each of those three things and how you've made Locums do you know like help you achieve those things. And then how you try and teach others, you know how to how to let locums, you know achieve those goals for you.
1: Um, Yes. So my main thing um, is flexibility. Of course, for me, flexibility really matters. But I still wanted to make sure I had that flexibility and still made a six figure, at least a six figure income. Right. So that was the main thing when it came to locums. I was like, I need to talk about flexibility, not in the sense that you flexibility to travel to different states, because you could definitely do locums on a local level. Um, But it's, 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 it's just the flexibility to pretty much decide when you want to work right decide that I "Mm, I don't want to work holidays at all that's not my thing or deciding maybe I'm just going to work locums in the summer you might be a school nurse practitioner during the year and in the summer maybe you want to take your children to Florida with your with their grandparents and stay in the summer you know in Florida but you want to work you know and make it worth it for you and your family so when I speak on flexibility Uh, it's more than just traveling state to state to state. It's like, what's your reason behind wanting that flexibility? So when I teach people this, I'm like, what's your purpose? What is your purpose? Because when you find out your purpose, then you can get to your goal the way that works for you. And so um, that's that flexibility portion. Financial freedom, because of the fact that you are an independent contractor now, you decided that you're going to take full control over your life and how you make your money, um, you have to realize that you are leaving everything besides the few uh, locum companies that are W-2s, you're leaving everything behind. And so you need to know how to set up yourself appropriately to know um, how you're going to retire being a locum, right? So that was that, that portion of my course is The financial flex of the financial freedom part of it, and luxury lifestyle. I think that luxury is defined by what you think it is, right? It doesn't necessarily mean materialistic things. And for that sense, I always let I always act when I ask people what's their purpose. I ask them, is that the reason why you're going to become a locum? Because that's luxury for you. You might just be like, listen, I just want to, you know. grow some crops in my backyard and I don't have time for that because I'm working and it's like okay then let's do this let's find a way that it can work around your schedule that you can still earn this six-figure income and still grow crops in your backyard and still have time for your family or whatever your whatever you define as luxury and so that was that was a major thing of um how I came up with how, like my my mind wanders on on stuff all the time. Like how I came up with this idea that I can't just talk about, go apply on Indeed or go apply on locumtennis.com. I can't just talk about that because you need to know all the factors and all the factors matters. Either you're going to be very successful or you're not. And so I think a lot of people, even like locums that work now they come to me and be like ebony like i i totally need your course because i don't understand um and i like the fact that it's all in a comprehensive like everything you need to know is there that's it (laughs) because i didn't have that and so for me i made it fit into my lifestyle because i was already a travel nurse traveling and so when i when i went from okay let me get a big girl job now and went to become an urgent care provider as a staff i was like limited vacation, I'm like, I got to go by seniority? What is that? And so I just got so used to the lifestyle I was already living before I became an MP. And so that, that played a major factor in my locum lifestyle now. And I love it. I love it. Now that I mastered it successfully, I have no complaints. I always thought that I would go back to a, a, a staff job because I didn't know. But now that I, I know and I learned everything on my own, including how taxes work and everything, I'm good.
0: <laughs> oh, that's fabulous. Um, okay, my last question for you. What is the favorite, it's, it's a two-parter. What's your favorite place that you have traveled for work and what's your favorite place that you have traveled for fun?
1: Oh, that's a good question. So, um, my favorite place so far that I've traveled for fun has to be my recent trip to East Africa. Um, that was my second time in Africa. I've been to Egypt and in two weeks I'll be in Morocco. Uh, so just going there and exploring that continent alone and just getting real deep into culture was like, it, it took my heart completely. I'm actually going back in September with my, um, I do, I host travel trips as well. So I'm going with a group um, back in in September. But um, as far as my favorite place to travel, I have to say California. I don't like the time zone at all. Because like, you know, everybody that I know is in Eastern Standard Time. But I I like that it doesn't really get that cold where I'm at, at least. So um, that, that I have to say. And I love palm trees as well. I'm thinking about going like getting licensed in Florida um, just because of that reason as well the beaches and the palm trees.
0: <laughs> no, that's great. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate you taking some time with me today. And uh, if uh, if anyone wants to learn more about Ebony's Locum Tenon guides or her boot camp, you can visit her website, which is wellnesstimehealth.com. And uh, as always, to learn more about Locum Tenons or to hear other Providers Stories with Locums, visit us at locumstory.com. This has been the Locum Story Podcast. To learn more about locum tenants and find additional provider stories, visit locumstory.com.